Another episode of Tinseltown Tea. Who are you, hoes? Yeah. Mm. Tea, tea of the Tinseltown. We are here with another Zoom episode. Um, hoping y'all are staying safe, like we always say. Hoping y'all are staying prayed up and getting yourselves together, child. Because look, it's it's a lot of foolishness going on. So we got to make sure that. We right and we good. So I hope y'all are doing that. But when you are taking your little breaks, as we all should take self-care, um, yeah. you know, you're listening to the show and uh, we are glad that you are. And we are happy that you guys are, you know, trying to just do things that make you happy and learn a little bit of stuff with your time. So, uh, yeah, here we are mm-hmm. again. So I'll start off with another would you rather... So my would you rather is interactive today. So, <laughs> all right. So, think of the two genres of music that you absolutely hate. Oh, absolutely hate. Oh like absolutely just cannot listen to. Uh, I feel like I had at least two. They're like I just can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I'm thinking of one. I would say okay. Do I say it out loud or just write it down? Um, you can say it out loud. Okay. Okay, so the one that I can think of is like, I like rock music, but there's one where it's just straight up screaming. It's like, like a punk rock one. Yeah, but it's like you don't know if there are words involved. It's just a lot of. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, this sounds like Satan's playlist. Like, this is not. For real. For real. Not cool. For real. My cousin used to listen to that stuff. I'd be like, girl, is you okay? <laughs> yeah, she, she's, she did. <laughs> it's super jarring. I think there was one song in like the 90s that I liked uh, that kind of had that feel to it, but it was just one song. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't fuck with it. And then the only one I can think of, it's not that I hate it. I just, it's not, it's one of my least. So I would say country, but like, I like some country songs, right? It's just not my go-to genre so i'm trying to I, I feel like there's a better one um yeah i don't listen to classical music so i'll probably put classical over yeah me. <laughs> i would do the streaming in the classical like if somebody has it like in a waiting room or some shit and it's on it's like okay but i'm not you know. honestly that's what i think it's for <laughs> and people classic classical music is supposed to be like the like the music but it's like for waiting rooms to me in elevators. Um, <laughs> so, okay, those two. So, would you rather only be able to listen to the punk rock screaming or classical elevator music for the rest of your life? You cannot listen to anything else but yeah. this music. Classical, yeah. The screaming stuff will have me like anxiety, rid <laughs> like my life. There will be no abundant energy flow. I will not be okay. <laughs> At least with the classical music, I feel like I could get things done. Like, I could, you know what I mean? I feel like I might be getting smarter, maybe. I don't know. But, like, that screaming music would just, I would would go insane. It would just, it would be too much. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Wasn't it like corn? I think corn is one of them. That's true. I like corn, but I like them. Uh, I liked different songs. Like I didn't like the whole catalog. Of corn. 
Like I couldn't. Yeah, they crazy. scare the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. I will give you that. They are terrifying. <laughs> but they had some songs. I was like, okay, I'll fuck. Yeah. Like I can't. I couldn't do like. I don't know which bands they were, but I could like some of them. I just was like, nope. You're just screaming the whole song. Like your chorus, your bridge, your verse. Just one straight scream. Like I can't. I got it. All right, we see how y'all feel about life. <laughs> Mm-mm. Y'all need a little bit of variation. Like I could fuck with like okay, oh this is old school, but Nirvana. Like you know what I mean? There was some yeah. where they're screaming, but it's like, oh, I can pick up some words. Like, oh, okay, I see the little melody you you put in there, Mr. Cobain. Yeah. Okay, I I see. But just yeah, across the board, all the time. Like, no, I can't. I'm gonna need y'all to just go pray a little bit right. to whatever you believe in, whatever it is y'all believe in, because y'all ain't gotta believe in God, but y'all believe in something. Pray to them <laughs> and ask them to help you through, because you over here screaming. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no am no sir you know. <laughs> yeah i feel the exact same way about that shit I mean, mm-hmm. oh my god so yeah i can't yeah so that's my answer how about you are those are you would those two probably be the ones yeah because i mean i'm from the country so i like a little bit of country music but um yeah, I can't do the punk rock screaming shit either. And what's another one that I just absolutely hate? Ooh, I guess I wouldn't be able to do like folk music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, it, but, so I'm going to make it really hard for myself. What? Oof, oof. I might have to. Mm, I might just have to take that L and just take my own hearing away from me because I can't. I can't. Like, you know what? I'm just going to cut my ears off. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but I guess I have to pick. Who, who would I want to do? Oh, Jesus. Screaming or that folk shit? <laughs> Your folk impression. I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about white folk music. I'm not talking yes. about black no, we're talking, about, talking about the white kick stuff, okay? <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Wash your clothes in that tin ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit is, is awful. <laughs> there is some historical context to it. I'll give it that for history and all that stuff. But yeah, that music is not good. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Who? <gasps> What would I do? What would I do? Oh, oh. Really I'm really about to die. Well, why did I do this to myself? Oh, Jesus. Awful genre. Eating, 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 So if your husband go, mama said you pick that very first one and you are it. Ooh, folk music. Yeah. I feel like it would. Because I feel like if you listen to that enough, you could be brainwashed into liking some of the, sh- the songs. You'd be like, you know, my name, you know what? That might, that, that kind of slaps. <laughs> like, you know what? Billy Joe, Billy Joe, he owned something. You know he owned, you know what? <laughs> and at least I could dance to that. You know, I could just, <laughs> I could do a little something to that. So, yeah. that punk stuff, I can't, what, what am I supposed to do that? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh my God. 
Jesus. All right. So that was our interactive would you rather for the day. Folk impression took me out. Uh, if y'all could have seen it on the Zoom, I just went out of the frame, just outside. <laughs> oh my God, that was great. That was a great would you rather. Shout out to Corey for the great would you rather, man. Uh. <laughs> All right. This week, we're going to jump right into the <laughs> And we are talking about generating script ideas. We have all this time now. You know, it's, you know, it's a little bit different since the world's kind of, you know, hurting <clears throat> right now. But um, if we have um, the luxury to have time, um, and of course we have to, a lot of us are overcoming a lot right now, mentally, physically, emotionally. So a lot of times that creates um, an opportunity to generate new ideas. And, um, so with those innovative ideas, um, this episode, we're going to be talking about how we can keep those ideas flowing, how we, you know, a lot of times as uh, writers, screenwriters, you know, we kind of dive into an idea, we put our all into it, we make sure our characters are around it, we make sure the structure is good, and then after a while you get depleted, you know what I mean? You get tired or you are constantly coming up with the same idea over and over again or you're just burnt out and you just have no ideas the ideas are gone just yeah. with the wind finish you don't know where they at so um we have a couple of resources that we want to share about how to generate and brainstorm new ideas especially um if you're thinking you know if you want to have a career in writing whether it's books you know poems whatever you have to constantly in any creative space honestly podcast wherever you have to constantly be coming up with creative ideas, um, even in fashion and whatever. Like you have to flex that muscle. So we're going to be talking about how, um, what are some great ways and some um, not so great ways, um, do's and don'ts of generating ideas um, so that we can, you know, create those scripts that, you know, make it to the big screen, whether it's movies, <laughs> short films, whatever you want to do. So uh, the first um sort of article or resources that we're going to share it's called eight filmmaking tips for brainstorming ideas this is with screencraft and we're going to put all the links in the description of the podcast so you'll have links to the actual resource and this particular um article goes through eight tips to help us with brainstorming so the first one they say is establish a routine which i think is actually really good good advice i think a lot of us who are creative and artsy we like to be inspired by something, <clears throat> sort of have it, <clears throat> excuse me, come natural. But oftentimes we have to learn how to create a discipline of creating ideas. So they say establish a routine, whether it's like, okay, you wake up and you're like, okay, this morning I'm just gonna free write. This morning I'm just gonna, you know, put down two ideas that inspire me or even have it a base theme or whatever. That way you can have your creative juices always flowing. So if you always have a space to do that, those ideas, you can practice having new ideas coming quickly to you. This is probably helpful. A lot of us who want to be in the writer's room, who wants to be in collaborative spaces, you're always pitching ideas for a show or movie or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Most of are usually shows. So in order to, if you're on a family sitcom and you know every storyline has been you know, touch under the sun, you want to be able to create new story ideas that you can pitch so your characters can have a new adventure and everyone can follow um, the story. Um, <clears throat> the second one is uh, advice that they give 
or step, if you will, is uh, write what you know. And we all are, mm -hmm. that's something we I, I hear a lot. And it's good to be reminded yeah. that um, write what you know, whether you're writing yourself into the storyline. A lot of people um, are really, like some people love like romance, you know, and they know romance, whether it's in their own personal life or it's because they take so much of that content in. That's what they yeah. do. Um, a lot of us, you know, so a lot of us are drawn to that. We do that. Some of us don't know the, um, like, let's say we're not drawn to a, a setting, but a lot of us, fortunately or unfortunately, like, are drawn to grief, right? Or we know how to draw on those emotions that we've experienced. And even though some of those feelings can be um, hard to delve into, a lot of times those are the places where we get the probably the most um, powerful writing, honestly. Um, and cool concepts because those yeah. emotions are quite universal. Like even though we a lot of times we <laughs> in those, it's like everybody done been there and everyone can relate, um, can have some empathy towards that. So write what you know, whether it's you know coming from a deep emotional place, whether you are into fiction or fantastical things or romantic comedy, or yep. if you know, you know you're a family person and you know how families work or dysfunctional families or whatever it may be right what you know what 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 really um yeah what inspires you and and draw from your own reality um exactly yep um game of opposites so this was kind of new to me um so in the article <clears throat> in the article it kind of makes sense but basically um so they give the example of titanic but basically giving something um, and then flipping it on its head or putting it in a new setting. So an, a, a, uh, an idea is Titanic. One example of flipping that on its head, we know the story, there was this tragic you know, accident which happened with this boat, huge, huge boat, um, <clears throat> and it hit a iceberg and it sank into the sea or whatever. In the movie, we mm -hmm. saw a love story unfold. Still everybody died because well, except for the survivors. But anyway, um, <laughs> so the example that they gave was like, okay, let's say we, we like this concept. There's a different way to flip it, right? So another example, they were like, okay, so what if it were, uh, if we put this in space, if we put Titanic in space, it was a spaceship that crashed into a meteor. And now the, the, what would the characters on the ship have to do to survive? right so now it's a new it's the same sort of concept in a new way and you kind of flipped it to kind of tell a different storyline of course a lot of people some people won't recognize it because it's just a different setting but essentially the same writing so i think even i for oh i shouldn't even bring this example but basically the lion king was like a like actually inspired by a shakespeare story but they put it in the setting of you know africa and uh, the lions being the main characters. So there's different mm -hmm. ways like people have used like the game of opposites or flipping things to kind of revamp the storytelling, um, I guess, different storytelling types, if you will. <clears throat> um, uh, the other, uh, the other thing in the list that they say to help generate ideas, watch other films, um, which we should be always doing for research, um, watching different shows, Particularly, you know, it's just a way of studying the landscape, what new techniques are out there, understanding different ways of staying, uh, showing uh, storylines. So um, one, one movie that I recently watched was Honey Boy. It was really good. Um, and one mm -hmm. thing that I really liked that Honey Boy did, um, and if you don't know what Honey Boy is, it's the story of Shia LaBeouf 
and his uh, and the relationship that he kind of has with his father. And Shia LaBeouf plays his father, and there's a young kid who plays him as an actor. And so they did um, these uh, title cards, which were really cool, like a different visual way of doing title cards. Instead of saying, you know, 1996, where it's just sort of like a digital version, they had the digital version, but they used the actors to transition those across the screen, which I thought was a really, really cool and innovative way of visually like stimulating sort of a very simple story, but like taking it to um, a different kind of uh, fantastical level just in establishing where we are in time so the audience knows pretty much what year we're in because time pieces you know we need to know it's different if it were in the 80s it'd be different if we're in the 50s it, there'd be all mm-hmm. these different concepts to it um the next thing they say is have a notebook make sure you have a notebook to write down your ideas that come to you and um the last two uh or excuse me three research list your resources and live a little. So <clears throat> kind of put these all together so I wouldn't, wouldn't be too much time. But yeah, make sure you research your, your stuff, make sure you write it down and um, any resources that you have access to that might inspire things. So one thing that this resource says is like, oh, if you have like a family heirloom that has been passed down or cool locations and props, you know, all of these things can inspire um, different ideas and stories. Um, and yeah, live a little. We can't just be at a computer writing down and just writing, writing, writing. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I said with Corey the other day, we're just going to be writing stories about writers trying to write things. And that's boring as hell. <laughs> like, it's like, you can only do that for so long. Um, so yeah. So again, this was from Screencraft. This was the um, eight filmmaking tips for brainstorming ideas. Again, all of this will be in the descriptions, but those are kind of some really good, um, good ideas and um, a good way of helping us to tap into our creativity. Okay. Yeah, those are good. Definitely some good ideas. I definitely use some of those when I'm like generating or trying to generate some script ideas. So I would definitely adhere to those and we will put that link in the description so you guys can get a little bit more about those or you can write them down, you know, have it bookmarked so you can always refer to that. All right. So another article that I got from scriptmag.com talks about how you can generate ideas in times of crisis, which is what we are in right now. I mean, black people have always been in crisis, but the rest of y'all are now feeling it (laughs) because now you are all affected. So now everyone cares, but, um, Ooh, that's another podcast. But um, yes, so we are in a time of crisis right now with, as you know, COVID-19 is ravishing through the world and um, it's a lot of craziness going on. And uh, so a lot of times, a lot of times in these times is when, you know, some of the masterpieces would be born and the way you can kind of generate ideas. He kind of, in the article, he talks about how, you know, in the 1930s and 1940s, we had the great depression and then world war two, um, and how they used movies to kind of, you know, generate, generate ideas based off of their times, but they use movies to provide escapism for um, people by doing like comedies, music, musicals, adventure films, horror movies, and Westerns. Um, and then they also made movies or generated story ideas from coming up with 
ideas that tackled the issues of what were happening in that present time. So some um, examples they gave were the Grapes of Wrath, if you've heard of that, go look it up if you haven't, Miss Miniver and Casablanca. Casablanca is probably the most popular one out of this list. Um, so yeah, they kind of talked about, and they go through like a little historical thing about, you know, times of crisis and what ideas and movie and TV ideas have come out of times of crisis. Um, basically just to sum up what they're talking about, they're saying that, um, human beings respond to stories that provide hope. And a lot of the times when we're in crisis, that is the thing that people need. They need to see some type of hope, some type of thing that will, allow them to believe that everything is going to be fine sooner or later and that we are going to come out of this stronger. So a lot of times in these situations, it's a good way for you to kind of think if you're coming up, you're like, I want to write something, try to write something that provides hope for people. So try to write like inspirational stories um, that could be inspired by the events that are going on. So that's another thing. So this kind of plays off of how people generate ideas from news stories. I know I do that too. You'll see like a news story that's interesting to you and then you create a whole story around it without even knowing what the heck happened. You can create a whole world just from a news story. Mm -hmm. So um, you can also do that in these times. Like if you see like a news story about coronavirus or something like that, hey, write a screenplay about it, you know, create a whole world because everyone is living their different truths or their different lives in the situation. You can make stories out of just how different families are dealing with the situation or how different people are dealing with the situation. So, um, but always provide hope for the people because at the end of the day, we all know uh, TV and movies are entertainment and people um, partake in entertainment. Why? Because they want to be entertained and because they do want to escape reality a lot of the times and they don't want to think about what is truly going on um, at home or just in the world. So um, this would be a good time for you to kind of think of how you can provide messages of hope, inspiration to people and write uh, scripts based on that. And you can kind of just take from what's going on right now or anything like that. So that is kind of how you can um, create script ideas in times of crisis like we are in now. So yeah there's that and he said his little last word was movies can't save the world but they can help us save the world and i think that's true yeah yeah i think good stuff yeah that is uh super on point (laughs) very helpful right now uh the next uh resource that i'm going to if it was stop Jesus be Wi-Fi. Um, so <laughs> the next one we're going to talk about is five tips to turn your script into a high concept idea. So again, this is a, um, a article from scriptmag.com. And um, according to scriptmag.com, like high concept ideas always answer the question, what if, right? They're exploring your story concept with those two simple words. Um, and it will get you closer to a higher concept movie. So I'm glad they kind of like wrote this down because I thought high concept movie was just like, oh, you know, Harry Potter, you know, we living in a different world. Like it's like Mm -hmm. we are, but really it's all about exploring the what if and trying to get sort of closer to uh, a concept that everyone can encompass basically, more of a main 
uh, track. So the first thing uh, to get your film to uh, a high concept film, of course, they say is uh, the what if premise, right? So for example, um, if you put a shark in the waters of a beach town in the peak of the summer tourist season, um, but don't just stop there. You can, um, how can you raise the stakes, right? So the concept of what is, is exploring your story concept to those simple words, like I said before. So just taking it to the next level until you have successfully twisted them into something original, right? So the, um, the shark idea was with um, uh, the famous, oh, what is Jaws? Hello. Um, that's the first <laughs> thought of um but you know we've seen all sorts of shark movies come through oh, <laughs> not the very good ones but i would say sure hi tornado <laughs> they have changed the way what if we put some sharks in some tornadoes okay <laughs> sure <laughs> and then let's make six of them like like that situation would ever happen six times franchises i don't understand i'm like wow Girl, side note, Portia from Real Housewives was in one of them. Girl. And she was missed. Now that's how you that you know what? That's how you collect the check. That's how you secure the bag. Oh, it was crazy. Portia, one of my faves. Oh, I love Housewives of Atlanta. Anyway, we're back to hot films. Um, the second one we kind of touched on before, but um opposite to tract. So um, this one, I think they're in the, in the sort of characters, if you will. So two characters who are normally never together, put them together, see what happens. We see this in a lot in budding cops, romantic comedies, you know, stuff like that. Um, the examples that they give here are Speedy with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves and uh, Lethal Weapon with Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. They kind of have this back and forth uh, dynamic that a lot of people enjoy. And that's why they're, they're, they're super successful. Um, the third one is uh, fascination. Um, and you just kind of, this is just working with a concept that fascinates you. Um, your, you. Your interest will elevate the story and you can, you know, think through like hobbies, bucket lists, just things like you're just like super, super um, intrigued by. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, just personally with what I'm writing, I'm very intrigued with how people are handling their like faith because I'm kind of in that way. I'm like kind of going through this spiritual journey. I'm trying to figure things out, but I'm also like doubting everything. So I'm real, a lot of my stuff is always kind of figuring out like how to grapple with faith and like the lack of faith and like understanding different religious structures and stuff like that. But because I write comedy, I always try and keep it funny as hell. Um, try. <laughs> All right, the fourth one, um, ticking clock. So you basically uh, create um so to create a high concept fiction you brainstorm ways to make your original premise more unique so um you could set up so what could happen in the world you set up that is totally unexpected you know what could be adding a ticking time clock element to the story giving it a deadline and giving it a sense of like um urgency so yeah you can either do that in your story or you can actually write something and give yourself literally just a short amount of time to see what you can write out, giving yourself sort of that sort of deadline pressure and see what kind of ideas you spit out in that short amount of time. Um, and then there is known quantity, um, and I'm just gonna read it here straight up from the article. High concept films contain a twist on someone or something recognizable. The recognizable element gives 
it an element of believability, even if it's an unbelievable concept. Think of Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter, or cowboys and aliens. Remember, high concept movies are simply taking an original idea and putting a twist on it. So, um, yeah, yeah, known quantity. I've not seen those films, but I can see what they're mm-hmm. talking about. <laughs> it's like, I did not know there was a vampire hunter that had anything to do with Abraham Lincoln, but I'm <gasps> Oh, wait, I did see that movie. <laughs> I did not see that. All that in theaters. <laughs> I heard actually that was good. Did you did you like that? Did you like that film? I liked it. I mean, okay. obviously it was off the wall, bat shit crazy, but I liked it. <laughs> okay. See? So yeah, taking taking a new concept and kind of putting it together and people know, you know, vampires and Abraham Lincoln, see what happens. Um, I feel like that's interesting how they uh, in, inserted vampires into the life of Abraham Lincoln. I think it was interesting how they did that. Because they made it seem like they, okay, so what they did, now I have to talk about it. What they did <laughs> was they created this world where vampires always existed. Like they were just a part of it. Okay, okay, okay. Like they inserted that into like his story. So they kind of changed his story around to like some of the stuff that he did. It was because of this situation with vampires. So that's what they did. I thought I liked it. Hey, whatever. <laughs> okay. No, that's really cool. So yeah, that's uh, this again is from scriptmag.com. Uh, Five tips to turn your script into a high concept idea. So um, yeah, keep generating those ideas and figuring out how to put some twists and take it to the next level, you know? Mm-hmm. All righty. So we're going to be talking about another um, thing is I know we get this idea and we think this junk is crazy. It's outside of the box. What the hell was I thinking? Um, so a lot of times we can kill our ideas before we even pitch them to somebody or even tell them to somebody. Um, so this article just talks about different ways that you can make sure you don't do that because, hey, what if the idea is crazy, but it turns out to be something amazing once you actually flesh it out and you come up with the world, you create the characters, like you never know. So you don't ever want to kill an idea before you even do anything with it um and a lot of times we can do that so they just talk about three phrases that you want to make sure you avoid while you're kind of brainstorming and thinking about bringing the idea to life the first one is very simple this is probably a horrible idea which is probably the first thing that you think of after you think of the crazy idea you're like what no this is this is crazy this is not gonna work um but how do you know it's not gonna work unless you do it. I mean, like we just talked about, somebody decided they wanted to, they wanted to reimagine Abraham Lincoln life with vampires in it. Like, I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure they even said, you know what, this idea is weird and it's horrible. But look, the shit got made and it was in theaters and I saw it in theaters with my whole entire family. So (laughs) I remember, I remember now. So yeah um they probably thought the same thing and even with uh pride prejudice and zombies i remember that came out a few years ago someone decided they wanted to take pride and prejudice and add zombies to it so you know they probably thought the same thing this is a horrible idea but guess what um you can't let that kind of get to you because if you continue to tell yourself this is sucks this is not good your brain is gonna think you know what maybe this isn't good and then your brain and your anxiety and your inner critic is gonna tell you to shelve the idea and to just let it go um 
And if you're like starting to tell somebody, so when you start to like, cause I know when I'm brainstorming ideas, I run them through probably with my sister first. And then you never want to start with, so this probably isn't going to be a good idea, right? Like, why would you even start your sentence with that? If you're telling somebody or pitching somebody the idea that, so they're automatically going to think, okay, this shit sucks. Like they're already ready to, to get hit with something that's bad. So, um, it's just not good to tell yourself that or to say that about your own idea before you even did anything with it. Um, so they're saying a much better approach is to present your idea as an option. So I guess like you can in your mind, I guess for me, that would be like a brain thing. You're saying, hmm, this is just an option that I have. Um, Cause options, we all know they don't, they're an option for a reason. Like they don't have to be the end all be all. They're just there. They're a part of the mix. So I guess that's a way to think of it differently. So if like it doesn't work out, Hey, it was just an option anyway. <laughs> you know, it was, I wasn't serious. Y'all not be playing. So um, <laughs> be something like that so another thing that you probably shouldn't say is i'm sure this won't work and um why would you say that because how how you gonna know my thing is how are you going to know that's not gonna work unless you go after it and and try to do something about it like these people there are some crazy stuff that makes it on tv we just talked about sharknado like and they had six tornadoes are not enough right put them in there they got six of them things. I'm pretty sure they got seven. Like they managed to find a way to make a story around something like a tornado filled with sharks seven times. And they all have different um, storylines. So like, don't ever say, I'm sure this won't work because somebody is going to buy into your idea. There is so much crazy stuff and bad stuff that gets put and that gets made. So why would you even say that your idea won't work when you see stuff like Sharknado out there? Like, come on now. Or three-headed shark attack. That has like a few movies too. So like, child, don't be over here saying some shit won't work because if they can make three-headed shark attack and Sharknado work eight times, you can, your shit can work too. <laughs> so don't be playing yourself. I don't like that. So, um, instead of saying, I don't think this is going to work, you can just say off the top of my head or something like that. How does that work? So you can lead with off the top of my head. Hmm, my instinct is to go in such and such direction, but I like to consider it further. Okay, so you're saying like my in- instinct, off the top of my head, my instinct is to think that this idea isn't going to work. But instead, I'm going to go, what if it does work? You know what I'm saying? What if I can make it work? What if I can finagle my way into making this work like they made three-headed shark attack work? So yeah, just just think about it like that. So another thing is, I haven't really thought this through. Now I do this a lot and this is a scapegoat. So if I'm telling somebody idea and it sucks or I think it sucks, then I can just, my escape will be like, oh, I haven't really thought it through. But don't do that. Because uh, a lot of times we have thought it through before we even go to somebody about it. We have thought about it in detail. Um, So instead you can just say, here's just what I'm thinking about. I was just brainstorming about this. So, because in the brainstorming phase, anything goes. I think we judge too much our ideas. We judge too much what goes on in our head. You don't got to do that. When you brainstorm and anything goes, you can really stick anything to the wall and whatever sticks, you know, you can work with. So don't really say like, oh, I haven't really thought this through because what you're doing is you're already downplaying yourself and you don't want to do that. 
Because if you're downplaying yourself, then other people are going to downplay you too. You're just inviting other people to downplay you and downplay your ideas. And like we said, any idea is is going to work. Any idea is a good idea. I mean, not all they are good. But hey, any idea is it's going to work. Like at the end of the day, any idea is, is possible when it comes to TV and movies. Because we have seen some wild and crazy stuff get made, okay? People actually pitched in money to get some of these things made so why can't your crazy idea your out-of-the-box idea get made so don't kill it before you even do anything with it because you know you never know and if you're one of those people who had an idea about a sharknado or three-headed shark attack please don't get offended <laughs> we just we just find those very wild and that's I mean, why you know we use them <laughs> and also continue to collect your checks because you have made it somehow so <laughs> Teach us your ways, like. <laughs> and also, and also, I think those come on sci-fi. So the people who make those ideas, if you have a crazy out-of-the-box idea, first and foremost, don't kill it before you start it, but just know who to bring it to. That's okay. So like, sci-fi would pick up some shit like that because it's sci-fi and anything goes on sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So just know who you can bring it to. That's another, like, tip. Yeah. That's dope. No, yeah, it really, that's helpful to, like, take out the judgment, because we can be our worst critic, you know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. kill ideas that even if, you know, quote-unquote, they're considered bad, there's still an audience for it, there's still, like, people who will support it, and it can still be, you know, very successful. Um, all right, so the last um, article that we have here, um, it's from the Writing Cooperative um, and the top of it is uh, five must-read tips on how not to kill your creativity while writing. You know, in the process of writing, we can get tired, child. Like, it's so much. It takes a lot out of you, even though we, like, we yes. love sometimes, like, while doing the thing and going through the slog, we might need to, like, do some things to boost our creativity so we don't lose it in the first place. So um, one thing that um, they suggest is to free write. Um, just take a couple of minutes, nothing too crazy. Just write whatever comes to your mind. No pressure, no deadlines, just a sort of free reign of thoughts. Just just write to you so you yes. that muscle memory. You just get used to doing it and you don't judge what you're writing. You just let it flow for a set amount of time and you keep it moving. And sometimes the things that just naturally flow out of us can generate really good ideas. Uh, sometimes it's a therapeutic thing. Sometimes you need to get some stuff out of your system to let the good shit come through or the shit that you're really going to work on come through so sometimes it it can really um serve different purposes basically um the next thing that they say is to read you know read a lot of things you know uh it's really helpful for me like i'm trying to step up reading more scripts to see how people describe things to see how people shorten things you know there's always different ways that people are doing things that kind of change structure and format of things i'm also mm-hmm. you know I, w- I think i said it in the last one or at least to corey but uh we read um ava duvernay's Queen sugar and it was just beautiful like i was just like how do you it, it was like it felt like spoken word meets script like it was it was gorgeous and i yeah. was like oh this is how you really write a script got it okay cool 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 so like 
read those different things, we kind of see how people change structure, how they describe things. I'm always trying to find different ways of describing characters so that people know in very few words who this person is immediately, you know? So yeah, continue to read and different, read different things, read poems, read articles, read, you know, um, books, read whatever. Like you don't have to just keep reading one thing. A lot of us don't have time. So in the morning we, we read mm -hmm. And like Corey suggested before, those articles have great inspiration for um, uh, script ideas. So, um, you know, that's how, um, what's that movie, Hustle, Hustlers? The one with Jennifer Lopez. And um, they were the, the- um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Perfect. thing. That was based on an article um, that they turned into a movie. Hmm. So it was based on real life, so. Um, the next thing that they say is go outside, similar to what uh, article said before, like you got to live a little, you have to, you know, and I know in this time, don't go outside if, you know, if it's too dangerous, you know, the mm -hmm. thing, but if you want to take a quick walk, if you're pooped up inside, you know, do what you need to do to stay safe, but just a walk around the neighborhood can inspire you just, you know, to, to, to change the environment a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, like get out of the same, same stuff. Um, but make sure, especially in this time, be safe, be safe, be safe, y'all. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then um, uh, this ties to a point, um, you know, when you are writing, um, do not stop and edit your work as you go along. But when you're mm -hmm. done, edit it. So they're saying like, I mean, a lot of people do this. I know a friend who does this all the time, but don't. What happens is when we try and edit as we go, a lot of times, are judging <laughs> what we you know what we've already like and don't judge it yet wait till it's all out and then go back and edit and proofread and, and all that stuff yeah. so that That's way so that is so important out even though a lot of times like a lot of people who like to edit while they write it's like it's just more efficient to get it all the way done but you risk taking out some really cool ideas concepts because you're trying to like structure it in a way too soon so you want to allow your ideas to breathe before you go back and edit them. Um, exactly. Yes. Like, okay, you can you can edit like formatting. If you know you spelled something wrong, then you can do that. Right. If you know you formatted something wrong, you can do that. Right. But like what Judas is saying, I wouldn't advise taking something out because I've done that before. I, I was like trying to trying to edit while I'm writing. Like, how are you going to write? You know, just get it all out because I've taken something out that I thought, I went back and thought about, I was like, I actually wanted to keep that. And I couldn't even remember what it is I did. So yeah, that's the very good like tidbit, I would say. hundred percent. And then also one thing I think, I, I think I, um, I underestimate, but now that I'm like, not only writing, but also just in my work life and organizing different assets, stay organized. Right. So a lot of times, even if you have your ideas, have that separate folder, have your separate notebook, have it organized and it could be really helpful in jumping into your ideas. And it can feel very overwhelming when you feel like everything is scattered all over the place. So it can be helpful to actually organize things, whether if it's if you organize it on your desktop or Google Drive or whatever it is, or in your notebook or whatever. Keeping it organized can help not feel the anxiety or whatever. Um, and yeah, it can also be distracting too. You know what I mean? Um, it could take you away from generating the ideas because you're like, this is a mess. I need to clean this. And I'm like, okay, okay. Now you you were supposed to sit down and write these ideas, and here you are, Lysol in the whole thing. Now, please, Lysol, always Lysol. Not Lysol. Yeah. <laughs> <But> now, <laughs> like you distracted. So, again, it helps 
pretty much to stay organized, whether it's making a list or putting it in folders. So when you do come to, to generate those ideas or really organize your writing, you feel a little bit more in control. And I know a lot of, I mean, I think this may be optional. All of this is optional, but some people are, they work better in a messier environment. That's kind of the artist in them. Yeah. Um, as a type A uh, individual, my ass needs to organize or I'm going, I'm be, I'm procrastinating and be lost in the sauce. I can't do it. And it feels mm. anxiety provoking. So mm -hmm. that's another tip. And then, um, yeah, the last tip I think they have here is journal, you know, make sure that you're, you're writing. There's something, there's some studies I, I have to look it up, but basically that physical writing actually helps, helps you to remember things more, you know, so actually journaling, just no noting things down can actually help um, with your creativity, whether it's expressing your frustrations, fears, happiness. And a lot of times I remember there was one uh, journal that I had back, back, back in the, I need to find it. But I wrote a lot of really cool phrases out of like frustration and pain and grief and all this stuff that I was just like, man, I could use that now if I'm writing a drama. God dang, like, why did I do, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, th those things are, are helpful when you to look back and kind of be re-inspired in journaling. And also, you know, it helps with creativity. And again, it helps you mind so many great um, benefits to journaling. And it helps, you know, generate ideas, creativity. So yeah, um, yeah, so basically this article does a really good job like in concluding that you need to prote protect like your space for creativity. You know what I mean? Like you can't force it, but you have to be intentional, right? We have to be intentional about, okay, if my craft is creativity, I need to create a space where I feel comfortable to write, where I am writing regularly, where I'm generating ideas, where that stuff is coming to me quickly so that when, and when I say when to whoever's hearing this, when we in the writer's room, when we are creating our things, that those things, that muscle will be easily activated so that we can contribute to pitching the ideas, we can contribute to taking our characters on a different storyline that we weren't thinking. We can contribute to helping other people with their stuff and elevating their stuff and elevating our stuff together, you know? So that's really, um, you know, the best way to do that with everything is, is practice, practice, practice. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's this article. Um, and I think that's the last one, right? Yep, that is it. Yep, yep, yep. So y'all, I hope y'all are inspired now to get out there and generate some ideas. It does get hard to generate ideas, especially if you've been writing for a long time or you want to write for a long time. Because you know, if you have to be writing, you have to write multiple scripts. And it can be hard to keep thinking of ideas. You're like, well, damn. Because most people start out because they had one idea. And they just wanted to see that as a script. But then you're like, well, dang, well, I think about the next one. Right. So hopefully um, these little articles and what we talked about help you guys um, come up with those script ideas so that when this is over, you can get them shit shot and produced. And we'll see them on Netflix, the okay. streaming services, or even in the theaters. Come on. Come on. Hey, y'all. So hopefully y'all feel inspired now. Yeah. Let's do it, guys. So, yeah, that's the show for today. Keep generating ideas. Keep taking care of yourself, most importantly. But mm -hmm. on this track of trying to, wherever you are in the step of writing, whether it's brainstorming, like we talked about today, whether you are already on act three, whether you are already on the last edits, whether you are already submitting your stuff, child, go off. <laughs> 
wherever you are in the process, like, you know, let's continue to like push forward as much as we can, wherever we are. Um, and yeah, keep, keep encouraging one another, especially during this time. Yes. Straight facts. No printer. Okay. <laughs> Bye y'all and stay safe as usual. We will see y'all or we'll hear y'all. We actually won't hear y'all at all. You'll hear us next time. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye guys.